welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. I'm going to read the Christmas story. This is a story that needs to be read every time we remember the birth of Christ. And this story here, I'm going to read one verse from the Old Testament, then I'm going to read the Christmas story from Matthew chapter 1. But the Bible speaks of Jesus' birth in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Listen to what God's Word says here. It says, For a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. And the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of, Pre- a Prince of Peace. And then we flip over here and we see who this child given for us is. It's Jesus. And the birth of Christ, the nativity story is what we call it. It's found right here in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, as well as Luke, chapter 2. We see the birth narrative of Jesus. Of the four gospel accounts, only Matthew and Luke record the birth narrative of Jesus. But we know Jesus is the Son of God, but He was born of Mary. And His adoptive father was Joseph. Joseph was engaged, was planning to marry Mary. And then an angel came to Mary and Joseph and informed them that Mary, a virgin, is going to have a child. And that his name is to be called Jesus. And his purpose was revealed even before he was born. And that is to save the world from their sins. That is why this is such a holy time. The word holy means set apart. This is not just any old birthday celebration. We are remembering and honoring Christ who came to save us. That's his purpose here. So we're going to read this story here. It says, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together, that is a reference to uh, sexual relations, that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has gotten Mary pregnant. So her husband, Joseph, they were engaged, but in Bible times, engagement was, um, it was more, uh, look, had a little bit more meaning than it did today. If you broke off an engagement, you were actually considered divorced. So that's why it says her husband, even though they were not married yet, they were planning their wedding. Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. So he's going to put her away quietly. Wasn't going to post it on Facebook. Just quietly going to move on. Just, just didn't. She wasn't the girl he thought. That's what Joseph believed. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what had been What has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So Joseph had made up his mind. 
He had determined that this was his action plan. He was going to do this. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. They were waiting for a Messiah, the Jewish people. They were living under Roman rule. It was difficult and dark days. During this time period for Israel, the Jewish people were longing for this Messiah. They knew what the Old Testament said. They had read this scripture there in Isaiah 9-6, but they did not know when, but now it's coming. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. And this uh, verse we're going to read here is a fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. The Bible says, See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translator, God is with us. And he is. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Joseph went to sleep planning a divorce, planning to put away his engaged spouse, and then he woke up a changed man. That is what Jesus does. And when God speaks to you, when God works into your life, He changes your life. We remember Christ. We honor Christ because He's changed us. That's what we call a testimony. If you are saved, you have a testimony. A testimony is when you can say, I met the Lord, God moved in my heart, God spoke to me, God did this to me, and I'm different this Christmas. Here in our church family, we had a good group of folks two days ago go to Fayette Mall on Wednesday and ring the bells at four different little locations uh, collecting money for the Salvation Army. It's their little red kettle campaign. I know we saw many of you there, uh, many folks. see all sorts of folks at the mall right before Christmas. It's packed and it certainly is busy. And I've rung the bell for the Salvation Army for many years. Even down in Georgia, I was ringing the bell outside their, their croaker there. I would have to stand outside. Here in Kentucky, you go inside. Down south, way south, you're outside ringing the bell. It's better inside. But I remember an event that happened Wednesday. Of all my years of ringing the bell, I've never had this occur. Where my location was, at Dick's Sporting Goods, there was a right next to it, and the Salvation Army, they really placed it well. There's an ATM right next to it. I mean, that's just perfect, perfect placement. Because Salvation Army, the kettle doesn't take debit cards. So you have to give cash. A lot of folks don't carry cash anymore. I can't tell you how many folks walk by and say, I just don't carry cash anymore. But this one lady, she was in her 60-ish, I guess her age. She walked up to the ATM, and I was right there just ringing along, and she was having problems. Um, she had long fingernails and she said, sir, and I know she was just standing there a long time. She just, it, things weren't working for her because you have to, it's old time, you have to slide the card out and everything. 
And he said, sir, I just, I can't, I can't figure this out. And I'm, I'm trying to get some cash out. And do you mind pulling my card out for me? So I went up there and I helped her and it finally, it finally worked. And we, we got it going. And she got cash and then she uh, put some of that money into the kettle. And by the way, we raised $1,294, almost $1,300 we raised for the Salvation Army, which is down on Main Street. So that's fantastic for the 28 folks who rang the bell in our church family. That's going to help their homeless shelter right down the street from us. And I appreciate that. And this lady, she put some of the money in there and thanked me, but I just kept ringing. But then she went over, all her family was off to the side. And she had a pretty big family with her. And a few minutes later, I noticed these little kids, they were coming up, she walked up to them, and they, she was giving them money, and they were putting more money in the kettles. I mean, this is her, their second visit to the kettles now. I think, wow, well, I just kept on ringing. I said, Merry Christmas, thank you, thank you. And, um, and then she had her grandchildren doing that, and she had like four or five, she had more kids than we did, Sherry. She had four or five kids up there, and they're just praying up there. I mean, we're, this kettle's making a lot of money off this one lady. And then she got her daughter up there, because uh, she, she had a lot of family members, and she's giving them cash to put in kettle. I'm thinking, my goodness, I should invite these folks to church Sunday. These, these are generous people. They just kept on putting money in the kettles. But then it got even better. I've never seen this happen. She had her whole family right next to kettles. And she stopped, and she says, I want to take a teaching moment. So I'm, just, I'm standing here. We've got eight people lined up here. Got a whole crowd. The kettle's right there. And she said, children, grandkids, daughter, I want to tell you all about the Salvation Army. When I got out of the Army in my early 20s, my husband left me. I couldn't find a job. I was abandoned. And I was down on my luck. I had no food, no place to live, and it was awful. I was homeless. And she paused and she said, you see that sign right there that says Salvation Army? They helped me when I needed it the most. And she said, I have been blessed. And she's not talking to me, she's talking to the kids. I've been blessed. The Lord's blessed me so I can give you all this money so y'all can put in the red kettles. I want to return back to what God has given me. I'm just ringing thinking, wow, what a testimony. That's a testimony. I said, ma'am, if, I mean, if I had a video camera, I should shoot a video of you doing this and send it to the Salvation Army and let you share that story all over America. That is an example of a changed life. Someone who's down on their luck, who's in desperate need, who receives help, who God blesses. And then she gives back to her kids. And then they just continue to give. Folks, when we are changed by Jesus Christ, we come to the manger. We come to this service. Think about the blessings in our life. Think about that time you were spiritually lost, that you would never come to a Christmas Eve candlelight service. There's many folks in our city that do not know this baby born in a manger. They're spiritually lost. 
And just like the Salvation Army changed that woman's life and ministered and provided her with food and a place to stay when she needed it the most, the Gospel, Jesus, the baby born in Bethlehem, changes lives. Joseph was changed on Christmas. That angel, he had made up his mind. He was getting divorced. And he woke up a totally different man. He woke up a father. He was going to become a single dad, and he woke up a committed dad. That's what Christ does to us. Now, I tell, I tell this story, the Christmas story, the nativity story. And many of us, we've heard this before. We know this story. But this is similar to what it's like. It's like there's three frogs on a log and two jump off. Let me retell this story. There's three frogs on a log and two decide to jump off. How many frogs, and children, y'all can answer, how many frogs are on the log? Three. Yes, I heard some over here. You can decide anything. But until you actually take action on it, it doesn't matter. We can know the nativity story, the Christmas story. You hear this, but folks, God wants you to decide to make this Christmas all about Him. You decide to respond. You decide to get saved. You decide to say, Lord, I'm giving you my life. I'm committing you as my Lord and Savior. I'm no longer just going to know the story. I'm going to be a follower of you. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And then after I pray, and I'm going to, this prayer is a prayer of salvation for you the opportunity not just to know about Jesus, know about the baby born in a manger, but to respond and accept Him as your Savior. And then after we pray, we're going to light our candles. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. You want to get saved this evening, here on Christmas Eve. I want you not just to decide, but to actually respond and take action. Dear Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to get saved. I'm giving you my life. Jesus, I'm turning from my sin. I'm making you my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Emmanuel, God is with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. You said that prayer. You meant it. The Bible says you're saved. You're saved for eternity. That's, folks, that's what Christmas is all about. That is the Christmas story. This baby came to save you from your sins. My job as a pastor, as a minister, is to teach you how to get saved. All right? I'm going to invite everyone to stand up. We're going to sing one of my favorite hymns. I want you to pick up your candle. I want to invite our deacons to come forward at this time. We're going to light our candles, and then we're going to sing Silent Night, as well as Joy to the World. All right, deacons, y'all come forward.